As an adult, having an everyday job feels easier when you have someone you can depend on. Good thing Glow Prepaid offers Go Plus promos where you can choose the data that you want and with Go Plus 99 Go Work promo, accomplishing all your work tasks becomes so much easier. With a total of 16 gig of data, you can now have 8 gig of data for all sites to do what you need to do and 8 gig of data for apps that you love through Glow Prepaid's Go Plus 99 with Go Work promo. On top of that, you can also get unlimited text to all networks valid for 7 days. To register, grab your mobile phones now and head on to their Globe One app, Gcash, or dial star 143 hashtag on your phone to access all the apps that you would need to make your work life more efficient. Start your working hours with enthusiasm and end it with efficiency with Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99 Go Work. Podcast Network Asia. And unfortunately, when you have these conversations, you would have to deal with different people. So just because you manage things differently, you can't expect the other person to manage it as well as you do. Welcome to another season of Misconceptions. If you've been following the podcast, you know that every first episode sets the tone for the rest of the season. But for this season four, I want to focus more on difficult conversations. And, you know, whether it's through adulting, career, or just simply self-improvement, we all encounter difficult conversations as we adult, right? So for this episode, we'll focus more on managing difficult conversations that we might encounter or we need to encounter. How to handle them and how to comfortably have these kinds of conversations. They're not always bad, you know, and that's what we really want to talk about on this episode. To help us unpack this topic, I've invited brand builder, startup launcher, and the chief marketing officer of Catalyst Case, Christopher Starr. Hi, Christopher. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. And, you know, um, we were talking offline. I get telling you, you know, you, you have a very impressive profile. You know, you connect with different communities across Southeast Asia. And I saw the different roles that, you know, you took part of. And I bet you'd have to go through a lot of these difficult conversations. Before we go through, you know, what kind of conversations that you've had or that made an impact in your career, maybe let's start first with what do you think is a common misconception about having difficult conversations? I think common misconception about it is one is that it's bad and you need to avoid it. And as much as possible, you don't have to get into it. Also, I think the most common uh, misconception about it is that it always have to involve a lot of people or someone special or, or at least a conversation between two people. I think there are a lot of difficult conversations as well that's just happening in your head. <laughs> and that's usually that's the first true. thing, right? That you have um, to like go through first. Like before having that difficult conversation with someone else, I think usually we have that conversation with ourselves first. And mm-hmm. sometimes um, we're even harsher to ourselves when we're talking to ourselves. That's a big sense. 
It does. Actually, you know, that you mentioned it. I never thought of it that way until you pointed it out. It's always been, you know, there's another party diba, to that conversation. Na parang, um, you know, it, it could be like a parent and a child, a co-worker, a boss and an employee, you know, relationships or maybe business partner, but never about, you know, your, yourself or just having that difficult conversation uh, with yourself and whether, you know, it's something that, that scares you, that makes you anxious. A lot of those, right? happening in our head. But I like that you pointed that out. And I like that you said that it's not always bad to have this conversation because that's also one thing I want to focus on on this episode. Because we think if a difficult conversation, it will go into like fighting or parang conflict or parang it's always negative. When in fact, there are a lot of benefits as well that you could get out of it, which we can discuss later. But for you, what were the notable, you know, conversations that you had that really challenged you or possibly your relationship with the person that you need to have this conversation with? One thing that came up to me, honestly, I was thinking about all these um, arguments, not that with friends or whoever. Mm. But one thing that happened a year ago, uh, I felt was very personal and um, I find it very difficult. And it was because my mom had a brain tumor mm-hmm. and um, last late last year I thought that was going to be my last conversation with her and the thing is she can't even count one to ten she can't um, you know she can't sing ABC until Z mm-hmm. um, she can't move her body so I wasn't even sure if she can even know it's me and I'm having mm-hmm. that conversation with her and trying to understand if she if she'll go through it and if she wants to have the surgery and we're not even sure if she wants it for herself because she can't talk um but fast forward to today she's doing really well i'm super thankful nice to, able to remove that but i i find it very difficult because when i first heard about the situation i did not want to see her immediately and in that situation and i wasn't sure what to tell her and mm. um I mean, there are a lot of those difficult conversations with, let's say, having to leave a company or yeah. uh, breaking up with someone or mm. um, cutting out a friend. Yeah, I, I, I think those are rather common. It would happen again. I just mm. feel like the one with my mom, like we all only just have one mom. So yeah, having that was really difficult in the sense that, as I said earlier, I, I had a lot of discussions with myself. And during that time, I was talking to her but in my head, I was also talking to myself that, is this the last time? Is she even understanding me? Does it even make mm. sense? Um, do you even want to cry? Or maybe you don't want to, so, so it doesn't like affect her feeling and stuff like that, you know, because she's already in a bad situation. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know that's so personal, and I'm glad that she's doing really well right now. And I, I can't even imagine how hard it was for you and for your family during that time, no? But now I get why you also had that example na parang difficult conversations are not just with other people but also with your head. Kasi talagang it's something that you, you would have to keep asking yourself. And just just moving past that, like in your opinion, how important is it to have this conversation? You know, a lot of people avoid it eh, because they think nga, they believe it, it's a fight or flight response. Na parang if I do this, baka masira yung relationship namin. Or if I do this, parang... Um, hindi worth it or nakakatakot siya or it's very daunting, di ba? I think it's really important because 
you'll really never get the answer until you ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll not you'll not get the closure. You'll not get the promotion. You'll not you're really not gonna get what you want until you speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you really need to understand is before getting into these difficult conversations is having a goal in mind. I think a lot of people they have a lot of expectations that it might flare up. So what happens mm. is when it happens, they really go that way and and things really go bad way because that's already their set expectation as compared to just thinking, okay, what do I want from this conversation? Mm. Um, and honestly, I've been struggling with that before until now. <laughs> But um, a good friend of mine actually reminded me about that quite recently when he asked me that I had it, I had to have this really difficult conversation with a group of friends. And I asked f- another friend to kind of mediate. And he just asked a very simple question with me. He said, okay, I'm, de- I'm, I'm game to, to mediate, but I want to know what do you want out of this? Mm-hmm. And that should be your focus. And I said, I wanted to save the friendship. I want to be friends with these people despite um, our misunderstandings. And he said, and just focus on that. And so when they were saying things that I don't agree with, I did not try to fight it because my usual self will be like, no, you're wrong. And I'll try to prove you're right. I'm, for, I'm right. Um, but that was not my point. I'm, I didn't enter that conversation. So I will be right. I entered that conversation to save the friendship. Um, and that's what I focused on. And I, I'm still learning. It's super hard because as you said, um, actually it's even harder for me Because for most people, they're either fight or flight mode. I, my personality is kind of conflicting in the sense that I am doing both <laughs> most of the time. I'm like, fight, fight, fight. Then I'll be like, bye. I'm not, I'm not deal with this anymore. <laughs> um, so most people, they just choose one, right? Like I really yeah. have a very conflicting personality. So I, I really have to work on um, techniques and tactics to, to how to communicate Uh, what I want and mm-hmm. get what I want out of these conversations. I like how you set that as an example then uh, before you go into that conversation, you need to have a purpose already or you really need to already know what do I want to get out of this, diba? Because that really sets the tone. Eh? If you start right, you already set the tone of how the conversation tends to, to, to flow and also, in a way, how it ends, diba? And apart from that, you know, how do you prepare yourself in preparation for a difficult conversation, what mindset do you need to have before you get into one? I guess one that I, I, I love sharing to people is my definition of um, a problem. And I, I didn't make up this definition. I actually learned it from my public policy class in college. Basically, the definition was that um, a, a problem is the gap between expectation and reality. So if I cannot change the reality, I would have to change my expectation. So when I enter these conversations or before I enter into any difficult conversation I'm about to have, I already list down what are the realities that I have to deal with, that I have to accept, or realities I have to change, whether it's with me or this other person. So I can ask this other person to change the realities that we're encountering, or what are the um expectations that I can change or the other person can change so that we will meet halfway or we'll be able to find solution. Uh, and sometimes you don't need to agree with it, but that's the only way for you to fill the gap. Um, and you have to deal with it because 
again, it's usually very emotional regardless whether, you know, you really like this person, whether this is a family member. Um, emotions can really go haywire during this conversation. So if you let your emotions rule you, um, it, it might not end the way you want it. Because usually you don't enter a conversation wanting to like, fight with someone and you don't really you don't yeah. ask them, like let's talk so that we can fight yeah <laughs> so like you really want to talk to you to fix things but I- i've been in all, a lot of conversations as well where it didn't end well like mm-hmm. it just actually just aggravated things and that's because i think looking back now it's because i didn't have a purpose to start with i just like yeah let's talk let's go ahead do it and then and then i'll just let my emotion run i'm like okay this person's wrong i'll be like no, I'm not going to agree with you and I'll, I'll make you feel bad that you're telling me something that's not right. Um, yeah. But that's not the point. Like, why do you even need to feel right? And, and that's something I realized recently as well. Yeah, that's true. You don't go into that difficult conversation to validate yourself that you're right. Eh. With that mindset, that's already wrong. Right? You should go into that conversation thinking, how can I fix this? Or what do I want to get out of this? Or I need to share my thoughts but i also need to listen to what the other person has to say and accept it objectively as well but emotions aside because another tip actually that people are saying or i guess from experience also is to set your emotions aside i guess um process your feelings first because anything could go wrong because you, you, you say things you don't mean you go into that conversation na na pangit na mindset mo and i like what we said earlier starting it right is equally as important than how you direct the flow and also how you end the conversations i like how you mentioned na may mga times din na even though you try there are still conversations that end up you know not as amicable as you want it to be so i would think there are there because of just because how it is, diba? Hindi talaga kayo nagkasundo. Or there's something wrong that was done in that process. Apart from the emotions, apart from, let's say, um, not having the purpose, are there any other common mistakes that could, you could think of when you're having a difficult conversation? I think a lot of people expect that because you think a certain way, you expect the other person to understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you ask for forgiveness. A lot of people like, I already said sorry, you should already forgive me. But for some people, healing takes more time. right? Um, so you can't expect that because you ask for forgiveness today that you'll get that today as well. It doesn't mean the person is closing his door or her door, but it might mean that it would take more time for that person to process it. And that's that's not wrong. Like, they should take their time to process things, right? Same thing goes with you have a different belief. The other person has a different belief. And since elections is pretty soon <laughs> happening, right? That might happen yes. of, you know, on your, your dinner table with your family. You all have different um, candidates. It doesn't mean that you're, you have a different candidate in mind. The other person has a different candidate. Their mom, you'd be like, you, you'll feel bad about it. Like, again, it takes time. Maybe they need more like time to, to understand where you're coming from. But I guess it also has to start from you to, to be in that mindset that you need to extend your patience and understanding to someone else so that you can not really expect from that from someone, but at least 
if if the other person is not willing to listen, you should be at least the one willing to listen. Uh, at least that's my mindset now. I really try to be more aware. I, I know I'm not perfect. There's so many things I need to work on myself. So as much as possible, um, I'm very critical about myself first because I cannot control others. Mm. Um, I cannot control how they think, what they want. And sometimes people do stupid things for for no reason and you can't stop them. And yeah. I, I, I need to learn that myself because I, I care so much about people, um, my friends, my family, and I don't want them to get hurt. But sometimes that's not going to teach them anything. Um, and you need to let them be. And they need, they can learn it on their own and they'll come back to you when if you're right. And if not, then it, so be it, right? Yeah. Gusto ko yun. Kasi totoo yan eh. Like, a lot of the times we try to control other people or what their actions will be towards you, but ultimately you don't have control over those things, right? You can only have control over your own feelings, over your own actions, but not other people's actions or feelings. So the same way, you shouldn't be projecting feelings of other people or parang assuming na ganito yung, yung nararamdaman niya or ganito ako eh, bakit hindi siya ganun? Diba? Parang we're not the same. Right? Yep. So iba-iba tayo ng pinagdadaanan, iba-iba tayo ng, I guess, experience as well over life. It's, it's not good to generalize. That's one. And two, I also like to go back to what you said earlier, that, that there's that gap between expectation and reality. And that's where I think it's really important. Do you work more than eight hours a day with meetings from day and night? Well, Globe Prepaid has got your back. With Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99, for just 99 pesos, you can now work from Monday to Sunday with ease. Break free from your stress and start working efficiently as you utilize all the apps that you need to make your work more efficient. With a total of 16 gig of data, you can now have 8 gig of all sites to do what you need and 8 gig of data for apps that you love through Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99 with GoWork promo. On top of that, you also get unlimited text to all networks valid for seven days. To register, grab your mobile phones now and head on to their Globe One app, Gcash, or dial star 143 hashtag on your phone to access all the apps that you would need to make your work life more efficient. With Globe Prepaid's GoPlus 99 and other GoPlus offers, you can break free and be your own boss. I guess um, just to move on to, you know, tips, we've mentioned some already, you know, that we, what kind of mindset that you need to have, how, what are the common mistakes, I guess, just to a general flow of how you can start handling and managing difficult conversations when you're already there. We've mentioned first to have a purpose, um, to start right, you know, basically set that tone. Um, we also address, you know, how you need to process your feelings first, think about what you want to say, avoid being very emotional or extreme emotions. What are other things that you could, you know, share to our listeners? Great. I think being self-aware is, is really very important because sometimes you do need to have that difficult conversation with someone, but you might not be the best person or you might need uh, an outside help or a professional mm-hmm. help or a friend to mediate. And I've, I've always tried to practice that because sometimes our emotion really, you can't control it. It's just 
you're too attached. You you, you really like this person, and mm. you can't you can't make logical decisions. So sometimes it's important to have these kind of individuals, including a professional, um, to help mediate. Especially if you know that you can't do it on your own. Um, Because even if you have the good intention, it doesn't always come out when when you're faced with certain environments, right? If if it if it was a hostile environment, for example, you yeah. do want to to end things with someone, you cannot do it on your own and and get harmed, right? So you might want to bring someone else. So I think first be aware. Second is approach, and I guess with approach, the way I look at it is that which I also recently just realized is that you can do it just like how you do it at work. Because my work is marketing, sales, and there are ways where we obviously have ways to communicate with with our customers, but also like negotiation um, or dis- escalating an an angry customer. Must be process, no? There is oh, a process. Yeah. Yes, there is a process. There are steps. For example, um, I think it's important to. Um, this is actually a technique used by negotiators or um, salesmen. It's called mirroring. So if someone uh, makes a statement, you mirror it back. It's really important, even customer service. That's why when you call someone customer service, like, hi, I have a problem. Um, my internet's not working. They always would repeat it back to you. Like, oh, your internet's not working. That's actually mirroring. Um, th- the reason why people are doing that is so that the other person would know that you heard them and you heard them exactly what you said. Um, for some reason, that the assumption immediately is that you also understand. It's like I, when I say I don't have internet, and you, you repeat it back to me, I feel like okay, you understand I don't have internet. But if I jump into like making another statement without repeating something, that could lead to the other person feeling like you're not hearing them out. This is this is really common in business, uh, or when you're presenting something like a solution to through like a sales presentation. But it is also um, Applicable with relationships, I think, with your parents. With you know, if your parents won't let you to go, won't let you go out, um, like just mirror it back. Like, yeah, I understand you don't want me to go out, <laughs> so that they realize that okay, you're understanding what I want. Yeah, and then again, you have a goal in mind, which is like I want to go out, obviously. So how do I make sure that I get to convince my parents, right? Or if you wanna um, do something together with a special someone and this person doesn't want to do it. Let's say you, you, you want to move somewhere else. Right? You need to mirror back their statement. Um, another way of using mirroring is to get information from another person. Um, so for example, if someone says, um, I don't know, like, I just don't like you. Uh, <laughs> and then you, you, you use that same statement as a question. Um, you would say, you don't like me. And just wait for that person to like give more reasons, mm-hmm. so that you get to understand why without having to force that person to tell you. Because um, like that happens when a breakup, right? Like I don't love you anymore, and you'd be like, "Why?" why? why? <laughs> but the person like, "I just don't know," right? But apparently, if you use mirroring, it could be helpful in in getting more info from the other person. That's a really nice technique, uh, and it's really helpful. Because eh, sometimes when you have that conversation, you feel like it's it's really hard to begin with, de right? Tapos you go into that, and then feeling mo pa hindi niya kaniyintindihan or hindi niya gets ng sinasabi ko, de right? So by doing that mirroring technique that you just shared, it actually removes one layer. Because parang okay, tama na intindihan niya ako, or at least that perception, de right? And I think just to add to that, it's important for us to listen well. 
Kasi syempre, sometimes we, we should be listening to understand instead of listening to react. We're mm. guilty of that sometimes. Eh, na parang kinig tayo para lang mag-react tayo, but sometimes we don't really understand it. You know, diba? parang it's, it's hard. It's something that we need to be conscious about that when we listen, we need to understand what the other person is saying. And that other person would want to be understood as well. The same way you also want to be understood when you talk to someone. Diba? Yeah, I, I agree. And I just to, to add to that, I forgot to mention it earlier. I guess one of the misconceptions about difficult conversations as well is that it's it's always a verbal conversation or mm. chat or, or email um, but sometimes, even when you're ready in that, you know, face to face, there are non-verbal things that people yes. do. Yes, I uh, roll. <laughs> yes, right. Diba? Like kind of things, um, and you need to read through that also when you're when you're conversing with someone. I think it's it's like what you said, listening, and in this in this case, also like their body movements. Mm. You know, the choice of words they have um, is important to understand what they truly feel about it. Because, like, for example, like, you wanted someone to apologize to you, and then you hear this person, like, okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> Obviously, the person's not apologizing. It doesn't mean you force them uh, on the spot, but at yeah. least you know that, okay, he, he's probably just want to get, you know, uh, get away with it and just done, be done with it. Yeah. Okay, then fine, then just move on. But, but you probably didn't get what you wanted to start with, right? Yeah. I like what you mentioned, yeah, the parang be careful with your words also. Eh? I was reading through a post of Harvard Business Review, and they actually say, they actually posted, you know, what to say and what not to say in a difficult conversation. So first is don't assume your viewpoint is obvious. Avoid saying clearly, obviously, or without a doubt. Sometimes because don't exaggerate or generalize. Avoid saying you always or you never. Instead, you should be considering, you might consider blank or one possibility is blank or have you ever thought of blank? Parang you're suggesting rather than pointing out something, diba. And yun, parang it's something that you, you need to focus on. And one thing I heard actually, I forgot which podcast was it um, that I heard this from. You don't tell someone, don't take this personally or it's not personal because oftentimes it is personal, but you don't have to mask it that way, diba. Yeah, I agree. I think um, we need to be careful with the words we use uh, and what it implies uh, for most people. Yung mga, like, sinabi mo kanina na uh, you're so, sort of implying things. And this is also applicable if you're a manager um, so that your, your, your team members would feel um, you're part of the decision. It's never to like just tell them what to do. You need to involve them. So even when you're having a conversation with a friend or with your family member, ideas shouldn't sound like you're just telling them this is what we need to do. Correct. Right? Instead, it has to sound you actually actually mirroring is why it's mirroring is important or is useful as a tool is because it always starts from the other party and you're just mirroring it back. Mm. Right? So they, they feel part of the conversation. They feel part of the decision. So when you when you end the conversation, it's both of you decided on it, not just one person, especially for people like myself that can be very <laughs> strong personality <laughs> and you know, confrontational. <laughs> Some people are not. And yeah. they'll be like, okay, sure, let's just do that. And at the end, they're like, oh, I hate that conversation. I don't really want to do it. But they were yeah, forced yeah. by it because they're scared of you or something. So be very aware of that. Um, 
I think important talaga yung, yung use ng words mo can be very... And also who you're talking to kasi, diba? Like, mm-hmm. some conversations you might talk to your boss um, is very different versus if you're gonna talk to just a friend. Let's say you have a problem about your relationship and you want to share it with your boss versus um, your best friend because it's affecting your work. It's a different tone altogether. Kahit na maging friend mo na yung boss mo, iba pa din. Um, in terms of, yes, you have to, diba? Because it might offend the person. Um, the person might not be ready to to hear these conversations as well. Um, I think that's important to to be anoren, be careful with the words you use. Yeah, and I think it's also important to show respect, diba, to that person that you're talking to, and also to empathize with that person. You mentioned this earlier that put yourself in their shoes. As well, you need to understand where they're coming from. You don't just expect that what you're feeling is also what they're feeling or what their expectations are, are what your expectations are the same with their expectations, but right? it's not always the same. And I also think you need to be positive about it. Because sometimes right? your mindset natin is we want to solve something. It's not to end in the conflict. But you know, while we want to be positive, not all difficult conversation result to an amicable ending. My next question would be, how do you manage the aftermath of a difficult conversation that didn't go your way? Oh my God. Heat <laughs> up, no? Be, I, I would say before, it's, it's really very, very difficult. Um, now, I, I did seek professional help. A friend of mine is like a behaviorist. I think that's her title. Sorry, Liz, if that's not it. <laughs> but she used to be, you know, she, she used to help out startup founders in the Valley before she moved back here. So now she's dealing with a lot of, um, mostly kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and she taught me journaling. Um, so meaning, because usually after, after, you know, having that difficult conversation, didn't end the way you want it. You have a lot of things you want to still say. You want to let it out. At least for me, usually I'll be very, very frustrated. Um, and her recommendation is write it down. Write it down slows you down. Um, it al- allows you to release whatever you feel. Like, oh, okay, I hate this day. Whatever you can do, what you can say, whatever you want. Um, and then you can go back to that tomorrow, and 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 look at it and see if you still feel the same way. I think journaling really helps slow me down because a lot of times, as you said um, earlier. You know, we listen to react. So when in our, that conversation that doesn't end the way we want it, we just, again, further react. Like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. And I hate it. And I'll, I'll try to tell all of my friends that, you know, avoid this other person and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I think you can do that without doing any damage by journaling. Because I, I don't yeah, want to invalidate someone's feeling that, okay, you have this hatred with someone. That's how you feel. Eh? It's fine. But it doesn't mean that you need to throw that dump to someone or to the public through social Correct. media. Because before I was okay with that. I do, Not just I do that. I allow people to do that on their feed because I'm like, that's their feed. If they want to rant, they want to cry or whatever on their Instagram story, that's their right. And I get it because sometimes you just need to let it out. Yeah. Um, but I realize it, it doesn't mean that you have to put it out. out. You can write a journal. I, I think that helps. I think journaling helps me manage it now. You're right. We we can't say that you know other people's emotions are not valid. Everyone's emotion is valid or are valid because of it's practically their emotions, diba. Right? Again, going back to we can't control what they can feel, what they what their actions are. Everyone's emotions are valid, but it's now up to them to you know not spread it across social media because it also affects other people differently. 
Yeah, and also I want to add to that. I think uh, a lot of times we think as a with finality, parang mm. okay, this okay, I'm gonna resign from this company or I'm gonna break up with someone or I'm gonna cut off my friend, or I'm gonna block them on social media, etc. We think of it in finality, na parang forever na yan. Yeah, and then. And and just like how we can't control our emotion over time, you know, time heals. You could probably like be okay again, right? So so why make take actions with permanent results for for a temporary feeling? I think yeah. I've learned that the hard way before. So I, I would really recommend people that no matter how you feel, like no, with finality, I'm just gonna get rid of these people um, forever. Just just don't because. You can avoid them, but doesn't have to resort to a point that you you really like do so many nasty things to people just to make yeah. it clear that you don't want them in your life. Um, and then later on, you'll be like, "Oh, okay, na pala tayo. Yeah. If I were to capture, you know, the the message that I want our listeners to get for this entire episode is: difficult conversations are just that. They're difficult. But while there are natural insights might encourage us to you know, shy away from confrontation or avoid these crucial conversations, you know, by avoiding them, it usually causes more harm than good. Because avoiding a certain conflict or a certain topic would just keep that tension going on. It doesn't really resolve anything. So I would like them to think that, you know, don't avoid difficult conversation. I think it really starts with being self-aware. Are you the type that's very confrontational? Uh, and if you are, then be aware that not all people are like you mm-hmm. in that sense. And if you're the other one who's too timid and too shy or too afraid to speak your mind, then you need to be aware that even if you're shy, even if you're scared, you still need to talk one way or another. And if you're not the best person to do that for yourself, maybe you need extra help, someone else to do it for you. But these conversations have to happen no matter what. Um, but you just need to find the best solution for you that would work for you. And it doesn't have to be the same as your friends or someone else. It doesn't have to be the same as how I'm handling it. For example, I, I ask a lot of help from friends. I ask a lot of help from professionals. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing because what works for me might not work for you. So, yun. Thank you so much for that. Maybe you could plug more about Under the Influence and, of course, Tech in Asia. Anything you want to plug on this podcast for the listeners to explore? Yeah. Um, thank you so much uh, again for inviting me here. If you are interested to learn more about the world of social media, whether you're a brand or aspiring to become a content creator, a podcaster like me and Mish, um, mm-hmm. you guys can check out Under the Influence. Season 2 is already out and we are talking to a lot of different content creators. Some are celebrities, some are about to become celebrities, some are business owners or managing or running campaigns for for different brands. So please do check it out. It's already on different podcast networks. And thanks again <laughs> to Podcast Network Asia for being our partner for that. Um, and I have a few I have a few more podcasts coming out. Uh, also, I'm a mentor for Kubo. So if you guys are interested to um, start your own startup or you already have a startup or a business and need some help on marketing, um, you guys can check out kubo.com.ph for that. That's qbo.com.ph. That's it. I'm not sure if someone ever told you, but have you watched Startup? Yeah. Have you been likened to Hanji Pyong for being yes. the mentor? <laughs> Sawa ka na, yeah. no? <laughs> yes, yes. And the funny thing is I used to have that position. I used wow. to be a venture director for a company. So I was really reviewing 
um, businesses to invest in. And I'm also a founder, so yeah. Nice. Dapat yun pala yung nilagay ko sa, ano, sa introduction. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kidding. Thank you so much, Christopher, for being part of this podcast. And I hope to see you more in the future. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of Misconceptions. If you enjoyed it, please share this online and with your friends. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, Misconceptions Podcast, and do follow us on Instagram at Misconceptions. See you in the next... The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.